1: And we about to sit for an and jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he sober up. on uh-huh. your social media
0: What is up everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif. If you're new to the program quick rundown of the show i used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy it was my favorite thing to do hang out with friends get drunk do drugs get in all sorts of trouble and then reminisce about those crazy stories i am sober now but it's still one of my favorite things to do hang out with someone and reminisce about the crazy old days most weeks i'll be joined by a guest. this week is no exception all the way from new york city Quan wiggins <laughs>
1: What's up, dude? What's good, brother? What's good, man? Not much, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Doing real good, man. Sobering up from last night. Yeah, you're recovering, you said. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Went a little Buster Rhymes with the Cavassier, man.
1: I know, bro. I know. My roommate was laughing at me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Do you, now we were talking about this but before we get too far into anything. Plug everything up front: social media,
1: any dates you have coming up, website, anything like that. Let everyone know where they um, can find you. I'm on Instagram at Quan Wiggins, TikTok joke telling Quan, YouTube Quan Wiggins, and this Sunday I'll be at Comedy in Harlem at 7 p.m. and I'm I'm there consistently. So Comedy in up. Harlem, yes, Comedy okay, in Harlem.
0: perfect. Um,
1: yeah, so tell everybody
0: because you came in and you were like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hurting a little bit. Because last night, you were like, oh, we were drinking Maker's Mark. And I was like, oh, that's definitely up there, respectable whiskey. And then you go, and Cavassier. And I looked at you, and I go, I only know that from that song. (laughs)
1: That's the only reason I I I drink it, I think everybody knows it from the song. I don't think anybody's ever been on a Friday night like, yo, let's get some (laughs) Cavassier. I don't think that's anybody's go-to. Like, I don't know, maybe in France or – Maybe. You know, but – Outside of the song, no, no, no. But it was just a bottle I had left over, though, so.
0: And you had it left over from your pandemic from the stash. the pandemic, yeah. So tell everybody, we'll get into the comedy thing and move it, and being in New York and everything like that. But this was so fascinating when you brought this up to me. Because I was sober during the pandemic. I had a lot of friends relapse, uh, go back out. Um, but I thanks you know, to whoever, good Lord above, whatever you want to say, I was able to stay sober through it. You had a genius idea. You were saying that you got really, you were really into coffee, and then you got really into like collecting and trying different whiskeys mm-hmm. during the pandemic. So take everybody through like how that even happened.
1: Yeah, well, so before the pandemic, I was working at like a coffee warehouse, okay, a sort of place where they get the coffee beans and green, you roast them there, and then you sell them to different uh, coffee shops or businesses or whatever, right? Okay, and so I would just take like different bags of coffee home every week, just trying different flavors, and like man, like. Dude, like, it's so much coffee that comes from Africa, and then you go to like the different countries, and it's literally like a different flavor in the bean. And you can taste the difference. Yeah. Okay. Which was weird because before I worked there, coffee just tastes like coffee. To that's me. how I am. Yeah, yeah. But then when you get some good coffee, <laughs> if you're getting like three dollar coffee, it's gonna taste the same. Yeah. But if you get some good coffee, you actually can Ethiopia taste like is a big coffee place. Ethiopia, yeah, that's um, one of the origin places. They say it's between Ethiopia and Yemen where coffee originated. Okay. And then they took it from there to. Plant I different not look places.
0: at you knowing all this about coffee.
1: Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. That shit was good. That shit was good. So. Then during the pandemic, I was just like, I don't know, I was just home and I was like, I guess I'll just start trying liquor. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I would get like different, whiskey's my favorite. Mm-hmm. So I would go to the store and I would get different whiskeys. you know, obviously the Jack's, the Maker's Mark. I got like this, I think it's a bourbon, I can't remember, but it was like a top shelf. Okay. <laughs> this is this was with the, uh, what was it, the Biden Bucks, I think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it was called like 1792. Okay. I know that one. Yeah. Smooth. Yeah. Smooth. Smooth. So what I would do is I would like take the whiskey, put it in the coffee. Like I would get like a like a Kenyan coffee or a Burundi you're a, coffee. You're or a regular like that, old right? mixologist over here. Yeah. And then you hit it with like some raw honey. And then I stay up all night playing Assassin's Creed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was the best. I'm not going to lie. That was a great few months when that was going on
0: it's it is interesting because you know obviously pandemic it was a terrible time for a lot of people you know people died everything we're supposed to say because the mics are hot so blah 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 but in my case i was just like hanging out catching up on like the west wing and there was a gym near my house because i was in florida so we only had the pandemic for three months but there was a gym near my house where the guy was like i dumped all my money into this this is my life savings like i'm not closing my gym, so he just blacked out all the windows, so when the cops would roll by, it looked like it was closed, even though the parking lot Wait, was full. In Florida,
1: yeah, I thought Florida
0: never closed. The first three months we were we were closed from oh, March, <laughs> April, March, April, oh, May, okay, June. Okay, okay, okay. So, so like the end of March, so April, May, June, we were mm-hmm. completely shut down, and then we reopened in uh, July. But uh, I he blacked out all the win- so every day I would just like stay up super late watching like Netflix and catching up on all this stuff, and then I'd wake up. And go and hang out, like not even like work out for like, for, but just hang out at this gym for hours and then go home and just watch TV. And I was like, this is the fucking life. Yes. Like, this is awesome. And mm-hmm. I, I remember thinking at one point, like part, a huge part of me wanted to fall off the wagon because I was like, if I could do this
1: and then get drunk at night, that would be fucking I awesome. Know. I know. it's Awesome. I know. <laughs> that was like the first time in a while that I feel like as a nation, we got to be humans. Yeah. Cause you know, as Americans, it's work, work, work. I need Mm -hmm. money. I got to do this career, blah, blah. And then for that was that moment where we just you could chill, you could work out. (laughs) We were trying to be healthy eaters, meditating. (laughs) You start going to therapy, like all these different things, because of that little pause that we got. So that was. Again, it's like a beautiful, ugly thing. Cause yeah. Of course, people lost their lives, but then other people got to... Found them. Yeah, explore life. Yeah, yeah. so many people didn't go back to their jobs after so the pandemic and found different careers and different online businesses or whatever. Yeah, so. there's a lot of people I
0: talked to where because of the, the loans and stuff like that through the pandemic, they were able to chase a dream or start a business or something, which is a beautiful thing. I mean, it's sad that in order for someone to be like, oh, I'm really passionate about this and I'm actually pretty good at it, I want to do this, it took the shutting down of the entire country. Yeah. Like I I wish, I wish there were certain things where you could do that just on a regular basis where it's like, Oh, you're very, you're, you really love this and you're actually pretty good at it. Well, why don't we give you like a, even if it's just like a loan that you can defer for a while, which I guess is kind of like what student loans do for college kids, but even that's a scam. Like I wish you could go and be like, hey, I'm actually pretty good at comedy and I'm super passionate about it and I'll work harder at this than anything in my life. Can you float me like a few thousand dollars or cover my rent for a few months and then I'll pay back that loan? They do it for college and then most people don't end up not even doing what they went to school for. Exactly. I have two degrees and I don't use either of them. Exactly. So I, I wish they could do like a student loan program, but for art. I think that'd be pretty sick. Where people could just be like yeah i'm a comic and the government pays me to do comedy (laughs) that that i think they do that in
1: some european they do
0: it's it's real big in europe my brother lives in spain it's real big in spain where you get like you have to live in like government housing so it's not nice but at the same time you don't the only thing you have to figure out how to pay for is your booze and your food.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think when you're an artist, you, you don't care. Yeah. You know, you just want to get to focus on your art. So yeah, i 35 and I don't give a yet. shit. I know. I know it sucks. <laughs> it sucks how we'll beat up our lives. It's like, yo, I just got to do the art. I don't really live with two random – I love yeah. my
0: roommates, but I don't know them. Yeah. <laughs> like I moved in because I moved here with my girlfriend. And then I just – when we broke up, I was like, I have to get out of this apartment. So I just – I ended up finding a place that was way too nice for me. But for for some reason, I was able to get into the apartment because my little room in this apartment is not that expensive, and the building's super nice. And I was like, okay, this is just my life. People are like, oh, why didn't you move out to like so and so or like move back home or do this or do? It's because it's like I need to be here for comedy. I'm not going anywhere.
1: Bro, I hate the move home thing. My dad
0: called me when he saw that me and my ex broke up. He called me. His first question was, "Are you sober?" And his second question mm-hmm. was, "When are you coming home?"
1: <laughs> I was like. Bro, I don't... Girl, uh, I'm not going nowhere! Why do they think home is an option? <laughs> it's not. That's what they don't get. Like, when you... And when people said no, their shows here. I'm like, what am I going to do a show like once every other week? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? When I'm doing like all three or exactly four shows a night? Mean. Like, what am I going to trade this all for? And then... This is just the highest form of comedy that you can do. And and at this point, we're classical comedians because everything is uh, a lot of new people coming up. They're the digital version. But we're the classical form where you go and you do comedy night after night for 10 years until you learn how to do it. And now you're decent. And now a club. I love it. I
0: love (laughs) it when people go, oh, maybe you should try it this way. And it goes, it took me 12 years to find my voice. You can go and fuck off. I'm not 100%. trying it your way. I'm not adding this. I'm not taking that out. This is the fucking bit, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Like this is the bit mm-hmm. I've had since moving to, cause I'm long form. I'm a storyteller. And so since moving to New York, I've had so many people be like, oh no, you have to be bang, 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 bang. And it was really disheartening when I first started. And then I talked to a buddy of mine who opens for a huge comic and this huge comic is also a story. And he was like, dude, I just played an arena like with so-and-so like, And all he does is tell stories like, you're going to be fine. And I was like, yeah, these people can fuck off. Like everyone has a different style and it takes us so long to find it. And it's Mm -hmm. like, why would you try and move
1: home? No. No. Where are you originally from? Absolutely no. Uh, I'm from originally from Bertie County, North Carolina. Okay. But then I I moved to like Durham, North Carolina, where I lived for like 14 years. Raise up. I came here. Yeah. So again, you're the
0: third comic I've had on from the Carolinas in like the last two months. Yeah, I
1: know Derek Thompson Derek, was yeah,
0: there. yeah. Yeah. I just keep quoting Petey Pablo to him. He was getting so oh, bad.
1: Yeah, nobody. Take his shirt off. I hate to say it, right? it, but nobody in North Carolina liked Petey Pablo. Really? That's breaking news. Not actually, as the state show. rapper. Nobody, whenever we're talking about rap, people go Petey Pablo. Why don't you say J. Cole?
0: Oh, because <laughs> Petey Pablo has the <laughs> song. Why don't you say
1: Rhapsody? Nobody cares about that song, man. Like. I remember Petey Pablo, he did like magazines and he would claim New York roots. And I actually saw him uh, one time. They used to do this thing called Apple Chill, where it was like this food festival. And then at nighttime would be like a car show on the Strip on Is this- Franklin Street in Chapel Hill, North okay. Carolina. And I'm like in high school at the time. And we see this dude in this like yellow Hummer and he's playing the song. We're just like, yo, that ugly ass dude looks like Petey Pablo. <laughs> And then we was like, oh, shit, that is Petey Pablo. He was playing his own he song? He was playing his own song. That's how you know how people feel about you. Imagine if you pulled up somewhere <laughs> and
0: you're just blaring your comedy yeah, album. right. I'm listening to my own <laughs>
1: podcast as I pull up somewhere. And people are like, yo, what's wrong with this dude, bro? Like, like yo, yeah, it's man, bro. Like, Yeah, he was playing his own song. and people noticed him or whatever at that point. But it was like.
0: I don't know why. it's. The, I think it's just because it's such a hype song. And I was in high school, so obviously playing football at the time. So it's one of those songs where it's it's a it's like a you listen to it in the locker room kind of a hype song, so it was just burned in my memory. And so when Derek came on and started talking about North Carolina, I was like, "Petey Pablo." And no, he, I want to say he had a similar reaction where he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, man." And I
1: was just like, "No, come on, like, no." And he no. was like, "Yeah, okay." I mean, don't get it wrong. When when, when Petey had his moment, Freaka Leak, it was cool. No, he had he had hits. I won't take yeah. that away from him. But when you want to talk about the rapper that represents North yeah. Carolina. It's He's no Lil' me. Wayne. It's not Petey. No. No. So J. Cole. J. Cole. J. Cole. I, I'm, gonna, man. I'm
0: actually gonna put that in the <laughs> um, J. Cole. So you were in you were in North Carolina until how old? Because you said fourteen years. So uh, you were you 16?
1: I left at like twenty four. Okay. Okay, so you lived ten years and then moved there for fourteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So when did you when did you discover stand up like comedy? Like doing
1: uh it was in college. Okay. You know, I uh started college on the bench on a football Okay, where'd you go? Winston-Salem State. Okay. I was on the bench, didn't get the scholarship, blah, blah, blah. So I transferred to North Carolina Central. Division two? Yeah, at that time at least. They're division one double A now. Yeah, I remember. I got recruited by them. Oh, yeah?
0: Yeah, I played at Florida Atlantic University. Oh, nice. Nice. Scout team All-Americans when I tell people.
1: Hey, man, you know what? (laughs) I probably could have been that too, but you know my issue, bro? I had a 1.5 GPA in high school. Damn. Trying to get a college scholarship. You can't. I know. I was so <laughs> stupid. And then, you NCAA, know. And he won't allow it. You remember when they were seeing the recruitment cards? Yeah, Sometimes yeah. You had to fill them out. Yeah. And I like, coach, should I lie? lied. be like, don't lie. And I would have to find put yeah. 1.5 and, they're like, no and way. nail it off. No way. Yeah. That, bro, I was, in retrospect, that was the dumbest thing I could have ever done in my life. That was the dumbest thing. So, of course, my college stuff got fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who would oh, take yeah. a chance on this kid? Who the fuck would? So, that didn't work out. So, I went to the next school, became a, um, a party promoter. I just needed... So, wait. Were you still... Did you transfer to the next school to play? Or were you just uh, out? I... Well, what happened was... Yeah. Tell that story. So, I didn't... I was on the bench. Yeah. I was depressed. I didn't do any homework. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? You had like, a 1.5 going in. Yeah, yeah right. I had a knew right. you weren't doing homework. <laughs> right. Well... Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> but so I had the 1.5 when I was there. Um, that was where, yeah, I had the 1.5 going into it. And then there, I mean, obviously the classes I went to, I, I would do good in. Yeah. But then um, I didn't pass enough to qualify for financial aid the following year. And so I was going to go to Central for summer school to get the credits I needed to go back. And when I did what I was told to do, they said, yo, you're one credit short, so you can't get financial aid. And Fuck Fuck like, you. Say so, all right, so I went to Central. Like, can I go here? They was like, yeah, you can transfer in, and we just can't get all your credits. But I was like, all right, that's fine. You
0: were like, perfect. Actually, yeah, I like, I'd whatever. rather
1: you not have all those credits. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, fuck. Them, I might bro. be missing a few of them. Nah, that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't mad at that at all. Yeah. So yeah. So and then Central was in my hometown, so I wasn't. That seemed like a good deal
0: anyway. Yeah, you know what I mean. Were I'm you staying at home before. while you were going to school?
1: No, no. No, no, no. no I, I'll skip over that story. But um, I got my own place. Okay. Um, doing that time, and uh, yeah. So like I said, I became a party promoter. Um, and then um, how old are you at this point? Because you uh, got to be like a sophomore, right? Now I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, I was nineteen. And then that spring semester, so when I, so I turned twenty, okay, and I started promoting parties at twenty or whatever. So these are at clubs and stuff. At the clubs.
0: Tell everybody listening if they don't know, like what the job is, because I've had people come on, like I've had uh, women come on and talk about like knowing party promoters, and they would try to get them to come to clubs and stuff like that. But as a party promoter, like what your main job is to just get people to the club, right?
1: Essentially, get people, give people a reason to go to the club. Okay. Weekend, out the weekend. So you kind of, you pass out flyers, you go talk to people. It's mostly a game of, like, flirting with girls. Yeah. And then telling dudes, it's going to be a bunch of girls you might want to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole chicken (laughs) or the egg. So that's really the whole job, you know what I mean? Um, So we would do clubs in, like, Chapel Hill, um, Durham. And we were in college, so our main crowd would be people in college. And we get a couple folks. From the city or whatever.
0: Would you be able to as a promoter, this is always fascinating me, would you be able to work a deal out with the club? Like, hey, can I give X number of drinks away or can I do like a special like wristband for certain people? Like how would you be able be able to like differentiate yourself from other parties and clubs and stuff? Were you able to do that or was it just all on good faith, like, hey, come to the
1: thing? Part of it is it's a small town, so it's but so many clubs anyway. Yeah. And most of the clubs are going to be empty that don't have promoters attached to them yeah. on a particular night. Got it. Uh, and the trick of it at home was most people didn't know how to really promote. Mm-hmm. So what would happen is uh, it's easy for a guy on campus to get some flyers and pass them out, right? Just tell yeah. your friends. But then the summer would come. And if you didn't know how to actually market, then you would die. In the yeah, because months. no one's so there. The yeah. college kids are going, right? Man, that's the whole story there. So we were promoting parties. Uh, were you good in the summer? Yes, but okay. I admit we were taught how to be good though. Okay. So I originally had this one spot. It was called a Varsity L House. And there was a cool spot uh, called um, Visions Nightclub in Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. That was a hot spot, right? And so the promoters there was like, yo, man, you need to leave over here and come over here. Come in, come over here. And I was like, yeah, you're right, man. I'm tired of the L house. When I went over there, I realized I said, oh, shit, they absorbed the competition. Yeah. So they got me. Right. So they weren't even giving me like a fair door deal. They were, like, trying to, like, They're pay just taking me. you out of play. They just took me out of play, and they were trying to pay me, like, street team level or whatever, right? Which is not good. So what would happen is, and then they would offer, like, you know, some percent, and then every night, they'd be like, oh, man, club took a loss, right? And they would lie to me about the numbers. Yeah. And so what would happen is they would take us in the back room, and then this one guy named Nick— <laughs> And I, I can admit that Nick used to fuck us, but he used to teach us, right? Yeah. And he would come in the room I'm like, yo, what are y'all doing, man? It if sounds I like every low-level club booker. But yeah, but he would no, but he gave us really valuable information, yeah. which is the the weird part about it, bro. Cause I don't know if low-level club bookers they give don't. you actual information. They give you information, like, but it's not it's not <laughs> it's good information. Use, yeah. You know? And yeah, but so he essentially would come take us in the room and like give us these speeches. He wouldn't give us money. But he gave us these speeches and then we'd be like, all right, he said do this. Then over time, it was like, oh shit, we actually now, understand it's working. Marketing. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. And then we eventually uh, broke off from them. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's a little tension and then whatever, but we were able to do our own thing because they, they sent us. They taught us. you. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. They so taught us how to do the whole thing. How day.
0: long did you do club promoting?
1: I personally only did it for like a year and a half.
0: Okay. And then from yeah. there, did you get into doing stand up?
1: From there, I did college theater. Okay, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, what yeah. did you go to school for originally? Like uh, when you transferred in English and mass communications. Okay. So I would actually hang out in the theater department. Yeah. All the time or whatever. I did like a couple. I did like one was a musical, Serafina, which is based on like a, a South African town where the military like killed all the students mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, so yeah, that was a musical, and I did that. I got to play, like, the narrator, which is one of the leads. Did you really? Yeah. Get, pull that Morgan Freeman on him? Well, sort of. The African Morgan Freeman. Yeah. But, yeah, it was – I mean, it was a great experience, man. That's that, awesome. That was – that was really a really fun experience. And – uh then after that, man, I'm just floating around campus because, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I remember one year I had on my to-do list trying to stand-up you, comedy.
0: Are you going to class and stuff at this point, like when you're kind of floating around? When
1: I became a party promoter, I stopped going to class. That's okay. Before the parties, oh, I was doing great. So the teachers were like- So when you transferred in, you were doing really well. I was doing great. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. All the professors were like, hey, you, we won't want you to think about going to grad school. You're a really smart wow. student. and I knew all the, I remember taking U.S. history. I would be in class sleep. So the professor would call on me, and I knew all the answers because I knew all that. Yeah. I honestly, my 11th grade U.S. history class in high school was so good that I knew all the answers already. Damn. So Yeah, I was I was a great student, and then I started throwing parties. And yeah, and that then was, it was all out. I gave a fuck about. So, yeah, yeah.
0: So then you get into theater, and then from there, you said you had on a list try stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. So how old are you at this point? how is this years after is, okay so this is a few years after yeah yeah
1: i was 23
0: and then yeah. what what happened did you go to a club in north carolina did you just... i
1: went to this open mic at papa mojo's okay tell us about one it one of my college professors actually had an open mic where what yeah it would be like what well, was a music open mic okay he had a live band yeah that makes and sometimes sense. comedians would come or whatever i went there the first night and then I. are left. you freaking out i left okay
0: you left yeah and
1: i came back the next night Drunk as shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was drunk as shit and I came back that night with the 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 worst jokes. They're terrible. The worst
0: jokes. Can I be honest with you? I was drunk as shit at my first mic too. <laughs> yeah. And it was terrible. <laughs> But you
1: got to, I don't know, because then you don't care. You just... When
0: you're scared, I mean, I and I say this all the time, shout out to shout out to uh, Cisco Dern, still out there doing comedy. He was just on HBO not too long ago. I, he hosted the first open mic I ever did in 2009 in South Florida. And I remember I was so scared. And he was like, well, you know, you're 20, I was 22. And he's like, you want to get a drink or something? And I remember getting one drink and like doing nothing. And I was like, well, I need to keep drinking. And I remember I was so scared that, I still had, I was like 10 drinks in and my nerves were still like shot. You Mm. know what I mean? Like I was still so scared. Mm. And then I went up and it just bombed so bad. I think I got two laughs. And when I got off, Cisco was like, hey man, that was, I mean, it was your first time. You actually kind of knew what you were doing up there. Like as far as stage presence, he goes, that wasn't terrible. And I was like, I'm in, man. Right. Like let's fucking go. Right. So for you, when you get up there
1: did you said it didn't go great were you getting laughs was it fun no or, there like, were what? some laughs yeah. and again i was so drunk that if it wasn't i don't think i would have knew yeah <laughs> You're like that loves me right and but I, I i did well enough that the host came to me and said hey good job uh, come back like next week or yeah like that so and of course the next week i told all my friends to come out and I got no laughs. Oh shit. <laughs> I got no laughs when I told all my friends to come and my friends are just looking at me and looking at the audience and my buddy Kyle's in the front row going <laughs> Like trying to oh. laugh, trying to help me, but God, it was you son of a gun! Else. It w- did not work. He was trying his best to help, but it was not working, man. So,
0: so then, when did you were you hooked after the first time, or d- like yeah, did it take a time, little?
1: Yeah, because so what would happen is I think there's another spot I would go to called Timeout, um, and I would do well there. And then I also would do uh, like the campus shows, like the homecoming yeah. shows or whatever. So I would just go around. I remember doing the homecoming. And what would happen is a lot of people would let me come to their dorm rooms and like practice my jokes or whatever. Okay, that's actually cool. And yeah, yeah. I mean, the university was very supportive. And uh I did the homecoming show. <clears throat> it was Lil Duval, Sean Larkin, I'm from Jacksonville, so I love Lil Duval. Uh, and Tony Roberts. Okay. Right? I'm like, man, this is my my.
0: Genius. Tony Roberts gets a lot of play.
1: Oh, yeah, he's the man. Yeah. He's the man. He's the man. I've
0: right? had guests on there. I love him.
1: Yeah, everybody loves him. Yeah, because I mean he's so hilarious. You're just like, yo, come on, bro. <laughs> His combinations are like so good. Yeah. So this show is happening. You know, you go And it's at the University for Hong Kong? it's at the college, right? Okay. And so this show's happening. You hear all the stories about people meeting somebody famous, they take him on the road. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, this is
0: this Dude, is my shot. That's why I moved to New York. This is it. They're gonna take me on the road. They're gonna see how funny
1: you are. So I do the show and people was like, yo, uh, I came in the green room and Lil Duvall was like, yo, man, you did real good, man. Good stuff. And he was like, Yeah, Tony was saying that guy's funny. And I was like, Really? I was like, okay, um, hey, can we like network? Can I get your number? <laughs> what did Lil Duvall say? He was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do all that after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what that means. Right. And so I walk up to Tony Woods, uh Tony Roberts there. Um, did I say Tony Woods or Roberts before? Roberts. Okay, Tony Roberts. And I went to Tony Roberts right, and I said, "Hey, man, they said I did good. You go compliment me." He's like, "Yeah, man, real funny stuff." Yeah. I was like, "Well, can I get your contact?" He's like, "Yeah, uh, add me on Facebook." And I was like, "Word." But at that time, I didn't know that comedians networked on Facebook. Yeah. So I thought he was like, "You thought he was giving me. you the the yeah, like the little
0: push off." Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I didn't know at that time, so I was like, "Dang, that was like a direct." Did you add him? No, because I thought ah! he was <laughs> This was years later where I learned that the networking thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know, right? I do almost all well, you know, because we met you know, we communicate on Instagram. I do almost all of my booking and everything through social media. Mm-hmm. Almost exclusively. Unless right. it's like a really big comic that uh, doesn't respond to DMs because they just have it turned off or something. Right, right. I've had a few of those on where I meet them physically in person and then they give me their phone number. But in you know 2023, that's not a common thing. Like normally everyone just DMs each other. Right. So you, you're like, all right, man, and then just didn't do it. Yep. God. Did you get Little Duvall's number after the show? No.
1: No. That was kind of obvious. That wasn't going to happen.
0: I know, but yeah. As someone who's from Jacksonville, I love Lil Duvall. that's where he's it- from.
1: I did get Sean Larkin's number. Okay. But I think it was on a different trip when I went to Atlanta. So that's what, you know, I had met Sean Larkins a few months before when I went to Atlanta.
0: So you were going to Atlanta in between like stuff with school? You were so going up to was, Atlanta to do comedy?
1: Yeah. This was like within an eight month span. Or okay. So um, you really hit the ground running after that first it, mic. Yeah. I tried my best to. Yeah. Like, yeah. I did, man, with college shows. I threatened to shoot a guy at a show. Did you college. really? Yeah. Fuck Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: dude, I got a scar yeah. on my forehead because yeah. I got into a fight and cut my own face open to prove a point. You're, you're talking to the right guy. But...
1: <laughs> I did this show at UNC, University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Come and on and raise up. I'm
0: gonna keep doing guy. that
1: to you, <laughs> this guy. And so I'm doing the show, and it was like hosted by these two like fraternity dudes or whatever, right? And I'm on the show. They bring up somebody, and I'm not even next. Mm-hmm. they both, they two guys are hosting with the mic at the same time. And they're like, yo, there's this dude up here named Quan. I used to go by Quan Acapella back then. Quan Acapella. Yeah, long story. But it's <laughs> so like, yo, there's this dude named Quan Acapella about to come on. Yo, uh, he, he he mad, dark skin. Uh, I can't remember exactly. I was making some dark skin jokes. And they was like, yo, he looked like a uh, young dro. Okay. So I'm in the seat steaming. Are these Black guys or white guys? These are black dudes. Okay. So I'm like- I was going to say, it'd be- a Yeah, yeah. If it was white, that'd be pure race. But yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. what I was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be yeah. That'd be a whole- It would have been a riot. That yeah, would have been <laughs> a different thing.
0: You did say North Carolina. Yeah.
1: So I'm steaming, right? Yeah. So I come on yeah. stage, right? And, <laughs> and I just grabbed the mic and I said, yo, I'm from Durham, North Carolina. Now, I think I say, yo, everybody make some noise. I'm from Durham, North Carolina. And I want to say to those dude, two dudes who was talking shit, oh, that's why I said. To the two dudes that was talking shit, I'm from Durham. I will shoot you. I will motherfucking shoot you. <laughs> How did that go? The crowd was like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. Right? And then I started doing my, my jokes. Yeah. And I'm in the middle of a setup, right? They laughed at whatever the first joke I did. And I'm in the middle of a setup for another joke. And I'm setting it up. <clears throat> And they, they try to fake laugh, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was like, I right, I told you I'll shoot your ass. The crowd was like, oh! Damn. And, of course, he, he approached me after the show. This dude approached yeah, what's up, Quan? Where you good at now? Well, oh, he was trying to be hard? Yeah, and he goes to UNC. It's a comedy show. It's a comedy show, and you are a UNC student.
0: Which means somebody's got money somewhere.
1: Yes, you're going to have a great life yeah. when you get this degree. Stop trying to fight me, bro. It's so
0: it's so funny you say that because it's weird how tough people will act. And cuz I've been arrested eight times, I've been in way too many fights. I've gone to jail for, you know, a few months here, a few months there. So like I've been in situations where it's real life. Where it's not like you talk shit and then I talk shit and then everyone walks away. I'm from Florida. Most people have guns. So like my ex-fiance, I remember sometimes like we'd be in the car and she would like honk and flick someone off. Because she's from the Northeast where guns aren't as prevalent. And I'm like, what are you doing? These people will just execute us. Like stop doing that. And so it's so funny to me. Whether it's at shows. Because I have comics that I don't know that well who will like go up after me and like talk shit. And I'm like. We're not friends like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'll fucking fight you right now. Like this is real life. But it's so funny <laughs> you say that. That this guy, who I can just see, and I, he's probably not a nerd. But in my head, I see him as a nerd. he's a frat guy at UNC. Like mm-hmm. fuck off. And then he's coming up to you like, "Where's your gun at?" I, I, you should have kicked him in the
1: dick. Yeah, man. it's like obviously that was a joke. That was something. I Yeah, did for the stage obviously. Like why am I gonna be walking around UNC's campus? And that's the thing. And what it's is comedy. Like, this is and an what if off? I did have a gun? Also, yes. Also, yes.
0: Like, and that's the thing, too, in comedy, because it's not like music where your rep is tied to what you're doing. Like, comedy, it's understood, like, we're making jokes. Like, we're fucking around. Like, obviously, I don't have a gun.
1: Exactly. I wouldn't (laughs) be in
0: this auditorium if I had a gun. Yeah,
1: like, we're both college students. (laughs) I'm not throwing my life away. Yeah, like, come on, man. Like, so, yeah, but, yeah.
0: So when did you? So you you said you were going back and forth to Atlanta at this time. When did mm-hmm. you decide to move to New York? When did that happen?
1: Um, so I think I, I did like a, it was two years or so in my hometown, and you know I did the homecoming. And To me, that was the biggest stage. That's you huge. To, um, to me, at least, I'm a student, so that's the world. So I, I thought. How I, many
0: kids go to um, Central? When I was there, I think it was about eight to ten thousand. So you were. So it's just probably a bunch of people at the homecoming.
1: Yeah. Yeah, homecoming was big. Homecoming's yeah. a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Especially the first time I did it. The second time it was a smaller crowd. But nonetheless, in my mind, you can't top homecoming. Yeah. This is the biggest stage on earth. And like, everyone's looking at you. Yeah, that, that's the way I remember. I, was, I saw a, a veteran guy and I was like, Yeah, you know I'm doing Central's homecoming this year. He was like, All right. I was like, Yeah, you know I'm doing Central's homecoming this year. He's like, Okay. And I'm like, I don't think you're hearing me, yeah. bro. I'm doing such a homecoming. Big deal. Yeah, but you know, to a real comedy, he's like, yeah, kid. Like. Cool. cool. <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah, the school man. you go to asked you to do five minutes? Awesome. No. And that had me so confused uh, starting now, especially, um, doing like some of the adult shows. I was like, my jokes worked at school. I just did an auditorium. <laughs> I don't get it. I just did an auditorium. Why are they not working now? But I didn't realize, like, hey, you were talking to your peers. Yeah. You're talking to your friends, people who know
0: you. i say it all the time. I crush. When I do AA fundraisers and stuff, I murder, mm-hmm. like destroy. And then when I get on stage at like a club and I talk about faking paralyzed because I don't think my pe- people are taking my alcoholism seriously enough, it's crickets. And I'm like, no, that's funny. Like I faked paralyzed because I didn't think people were – taking me serious as an alcoholic <laughs> and it's just silence and I'm like this kills in the AA room because that's filled with a bunch of people who have faked paralyzed right. to get something oh, oh yeah so same thing like you know you have all these college experiences and you're talking about it on stage and it's crushing and then you go to a show I know with a bunch of grown ass people in their 40s and they're like what the fuck is this guy talking about yeah
1: and it was so confusing to me because I just wanted to be goofy and they would be talking about real life stuff yeah and I was like why is that funny like <laughs> I did not get it bro i remember when i got roasted by the host at this spot yeah yeah because i was i'm a college kid right yeah and in college i used to wear everything polo okay every polo shirts polo pants love polo. i even wear polo shoes i've got the white polos of the house i had orange oh polo shoes okay. and an orange polo shirt and Gotta i match. came off stage white bottoms yeah, white bottoms. Gotta. Yeah. I don't remember everything she said, but I remember she ended. She's so like I know he ain't up here with no earned shoes. She had a real accent. Yeah. Right? She was up here with no earned shoes. And the crowd was just They hate they hated you. And yeah. Loved her. yeah, and I was yeah, I was such a They're kid. like, Yeah, he is up there with orange shoes. Yeah. I was like, oh, I thought this was cool. I was like, Y'all don't oh man. Yeah. I was definitely the kid in the in those bunches. Yeah, the you're the car. kid the kid at the grown up table. Yeah. When
0: did you decide to move to New York? <clears throat>
1: So, yeah, like I said, I thought I maxed out what I feel like I could do in the area. Um, I had actually ended up moving with my family in um near Elizabeth City, North Carolina, near the okay. coastline or whatever. So I'm actually in like this place called Windfall, North Carolina. It's in Perquimans County. It's only a town because there's a post office. Oh, wow. There's actually nothing in this area, just homes or whatever. Damn. And yeah, so I'm there. And I you're thought not I doing could, comedy. No, no. But I thought I could go down there and like be a party promoter to figure out my next move. And you know, I so-
0: love how Nick instilled these skills in you where you're like, I could go to a town that's not even really a town and promote parties.
1: <laughs> well, true. But it's a town over. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. And so I try to go, you know. To, I am so good at this. <laughs> but, but I really did, though. No, I mean, yeah. According to my technique, I believe that. Yeah. And so the town over is Elizabeth City eighteen thousand person population. Okay. Right.
0: That's not that's not tiny.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: It's it's small.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tiny. But to me I'm going like, yo, I got some skills. I don't really hear about parties here. I can get it going or whatever. And I just need two hundred people. Yeah. Out of eighteen thousand. That's yeah, not bad. And that's they not they have a college there too, Elizabeth City yeah. State University, right? And you know, small town people don't really move. When I'm like, I tried, I, I worked as a cook and I tried to get a job as a cook. Everybody was like, yeah, well, we have the job. Yeah. And in the small town, like, John doesn't quit. Yeah, it's John's job. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, John has to quit for There's it to open no up. There's no turnover. Yeah, and so I tried to do the party thing and the promoter was like, just being real arrogant with me and whatever. So that didn't work out. So I'm there unemployed for like three months and my aunt's like, go to the unemployment office. They hiring that, the peanut factory. So I go there and I get a job at, the peanut factory Olam it's called like Olam Peanuts or something like that's
0: that that's a legit nut factory
1: yeah yeah well pause um <laughs> <laughs> that's why I try to say peanuts <laughs> um um in Edmonton North Carolina I forgot about the pause <laughs> I know he just went straight to it but anyway it's <laughs> in Edmonton, North Carolina right started doing
0: that. was that Deuces and Mira that started doing that
1: no that was just the hood that was, How just, was it? yeah yeah that was just the hood that was <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Sometimes I forget. All on, peanuts. Peanuts. Um, so I'm working at this peanut factory. People who, they said they used to make the peanut butter for like Reese's cups. And oh, shit. Stuff. Yeah, you know, all this stuff comes from the country or whatever. So it's got to come from there, somewhere. Yeah. And um, I, I was there for a few weeks, overnight, um, minimum wage. Oh, fuck that. Uh, that's and, a hard job, right? Right, and then uh, overnight
0: at minimum wage. Overnight is one thing, but when you're getting paid the absolute minimum for it, hey, I remember when I worked at McDonald's, I worked the open shift, so I had to be there at like five. But you got like a dollar extra for going in at five. But to do overnight and not even get extra on top of it,
1: oh, that's rough. and you're not guaranteed twelve hours. You're not guaranteed shift. So if you're lucky, you'll get three days a week because they don't want to pay overtime. If you're lucky, you'll get the three days a week, right? So. um yeah, man. Uh, but you know, in that small town, the little money I made there, I stayed. I was living with my mom. It was good money. Yeah, for where I was. Because you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's where you are. Yeah, it was good money. You any you, with a twenty dollar bill, you could pretty much get anything you you wanted. Didn't yeah. Really have you know? So it wasn't really an issue. Um, and then from there, I met my 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 brothers in New York. Cause hey man, I can get you a job here, like fifty thousand a year or something like that. And <laughs> You were like, like, what? Yeah, and I packed everything in my car <laughs> immediately. <laughs> immediately <laughs> left and drove to New York, man. What was the job? How I got here? It was. um Was it just like a random job? It was or like was a it? server at. A, it was a banquet server okay. at a hotel. Yeah, dream hotel.
0: I'm very aware of those kind of jobs. I've been in. I've worked in restaurants for yeah. twenty years.
1: Okay. Nice. Yeah.
0: Nice. Like I'm a server now, and the place I work is like a super swanky steakhouse. But you know, it took a long road of experience to get there. Right. Right. But it's. I mean, it's fucking sick. Yeah. Like I was just hanging out with a huge comic the other night. They came in for like a a birthday dinner, and I mentioned I was a comic, and we were just talking shit for like. Oh, nice, Yeah. Nice, you know what nice. I mean? Like you yeah. say. And it's, you know, they're on the other side because they're obviously famous and touring and everything. And I'm just now moving to New York and like trying to get there. But we're all still comics at the end of the day.
1: Right, right. End of the day. When you yeah, speak so they, this language, you speak yeah, this language. They're just like, yeah, just fuck, fuck that guy. And I was like, <laughs> right. yeah, fuck that guy.
0: <laughs> right. So when you get to New York, are you, again, because you worked so hard when you were in Carolina and then bouncing around to Atlanta and stuff. Are you like full blown into comedy when you get here? Um, were you like, oh, I'm in New York now. It's time to just do well, comedy? I the
1: first year, no. Okay. Um, I worked at You were experiencing no. New so York. So that job that my brother promised me did not work out. Oh, shit. <laughs> didn't work out. No. So because years later, it could have worked, but I didn't understand the system of banquet server where you just have to put in your veils. So essentially, you do like a couple different banquet yeah. servers and you make it work that way. But I was like, wait, I can't work again tomorrow. Like, I don't know what to do. And- <sighs>
0: Oh, so you weren't? On, you didn't? Okay, that makes I didn't sense. get that system, yeah.
1: and I ended up working on like a a, a dinner cruise yacht, a world yacht. That, you know when the yachts that go around the city, yeah, they do the dinners so with. I ended up working there for a year, uh, so I I got to know New York <laughs> on a boat with Dominicans. Fuck yeah, man. yeah, with a bunch of Dominicans teaching me how to say uh, <laughs> suck dick in uh mi huevo, got tu boca, like just. Something about head, right? Yes, all these just inappropriate words, right? And that following year, I don't remember what was the thing that. Because I, I, I think I didn't know where comedy was. Yeah, I was confused with how. it Well, worked. New York's a
0: big place, man. Yeah, I was confused. I remember when I first got here. I, <clears throat> same thing. I was like, I know, I know that there's comedy in this city, but when I first moved here, thank God for the internet. Like I was like, I had no idea where to go for open mics or anything. Yeah, I don't and even, even rem- some of the lists that I found online weren't up to date. Like yeah. I'd show up to a room and it would be condemned oh, would like and I was like, What that. is
1: happening? Yeah, oh, bad slaver back <laughs> yeah. in the day. Yeah, so I don't remember how I got plugged. In. See, I remember one time on a boat, they had a comedy show. It was a guy named uh I remember I think he used to go by Jay the Sing Median. Uh he's a comedian and he, <laughs> he sings his jokes. It's hilarious, bro. It's a hilarious show. And I think I talked to him. He's like, "Yeah, go talk to uh, Smokey Suarez in Harlem." Mm-hmm. And I, I went up there and did Mogus. Um and I, maybe I kept asking around from there, yeah. something like that, and eventually I got Well, you just need price. a
0: couple of com- you just need to like run into a couple of comics. And they'll yeah. be like, "Yeah, check this out, check that." And then boom, you're in. Yeah. So yeah. when when you first moved to New York, cuz obviously we were talking about it. You were drinking last night. You like to party. Um when you first moved to New York, were you like Partying every night, like doing the New York lifestyle? No, or were you focused? What were you I more was, focused I on? I was not doing that.
1: I think I was just confused. What do you mean? Because like
0: going from I a party from, promoter, like a small town, all that stuff, and then getting to the city, were you just like, what the fuck?
1: Yes, okay. I was. That's, okay. Because remember, I, my town <clears throat> of Durham was like a 100,000 person population. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to the country with 4,000, like 3,000 people in that county or something like that. And then I come here with like 18 million people in the metro area. Yeah, I was just I was just confused like those first uh, couple years, just trying to get through it. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't I no, know I'm not even what, being sarcastic. Like, it's even a like lot going to the bodega and getting used to that. And I came from prices. a I, I
0: came from Jacksonville. That's where I spent my adult life. And there's a million people in Jacksonville, and I got here, and still, to your credit, what you're saying, I was like, what the fuck this is too much. Yeah. They, they they don't say the price of the bodega. Right, right,
1: right. They don't right. say the- It's a different price every time you go. Every
0: time win. you go, it's they don't say it out loud. So it's always just like, like I'll go to get Mr. Softies because I'm a fat piece of shit and I go to get Mr. Softies because <laughs> I love soft serve. Every time, different price. That never says it. So I'll be like, Twist Cone hands it to me and I just have my money out and I'm like, how much? Right. Five, eight, six. Never, never the same. Yep. And that's everything in this city.
1: No, we had a guy. I remember in one neighborhood I lived in, uh, the the bodega guy name was was uh, I think Lando, and he would change the prices. And you had to call him out. you would be like, yo, man, the last time I came, it was the detergent was two dollars. Like, okay, okay, okay. Two dollars, two dollars, <laughs> two dollars. Whisper it so you can get it to him Fuck real him, quick. Lando. Yeah, because he would switch it every time. You're like, "Yo, come on, bro." They do that like. with my
0: cigarettes uh, at the, across the street from where I live because they get them from uh, Georgia and uh, Virginia, mm-hmm. so they're super cheap. They get them obviously by the box and then they just drive them up, which is super illegal, but it's super cheap. Um, so they'll do that to me. When I first started going there, it was 15. Then one time it was 10. Then another time it was 12. So now when I go there, I because I have cash, because I am a server. So I always have like 20 bucks on me um, in ones. I just give them 11. And they don't say anything. I just hand them 11 and turn around and walk out. And they go,
1: thanks. And I'm like, oh, so I'm setting the price now. <laughs> now it's my price. Basically, but also that's the thing about the bodega. It's all about confidence. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're going there with confidence, you usually, you know. Because they just assume someone gave it to you for that before. Maybe, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like, for instance, like when you go, I remember when I first came here from North Carolina, I would go in the bodega and I would stand in line. (laughs) You know, everybody just walking past you. you Yeah. And if it doesn't matter who's in line, if we say, yo, my man, bubblegum, and just give him the money, he just says, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why it's it's really about confidence. Well, sometimes there's no line, there's just like a crazy person talking to the guy who works at the bodega. That happened to me the other night where I thought this guy was in line and then another woman was behind him. So I'm like third in line. And then after like 12 seconds, we realized he was just talking, like just ran, he was talking about how the cure for cancer is in the filters and you should pull the filters off and eat them. And that's how you cure, cancer. Le- legitimate, this is what he was talking about. And then the lady in front of me realized like, oh, he's not in line. So she just like went around, but it's like, you're saying it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Cause New York is an insane place. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, because you sent me a bunch of stories, and we've been having so much fun, um, but I did want to ask you about the uh, getting carried out by the other person's boyfriend. Was this in New uh, New York, or was this in North Carolina? This was
1: in New York.
0: Okay. So, real quick, before we get into that, because this is your first time on the show, we definitely have to have you back, because you sent me a long list, and we haven't even touched it yet. Uh, when did you start drinking?
1: High school? Yeah, maybe middle. Okay. Well, it wasn't consistent yet. Yeah. But you just Um, like tried it when you were younger and then.
0: Okay. And then I want to get into some of these like the cornfield and stealing gas and then the getting high for the first time. we got it. You got to come back on. We got to get into those. But tell me about this boyfriend story because this this has happened to me before and I find this hilarious.
1: Yeah, man. So uh, a friend of mine who went to my high school, graduated the same year, whatever, she moved to New York as well. And she was. I don't know what she was doing, but she's one of those women that, like, always had all the degrees, had, like, the great internships, like, first year out of high school. So, yeah, whatever she was doing, it was big time, right? And she said, yo, Quan, um, and she was the one who was connected to, like, the party scene, the parties that I would like to go to. You know, it wasn't just, like, the random stuff you could pop into, but it's, like, kind of exclusive a little bit. People dress pretty nicely or whatever. And she invites me to the party, and I'm like, all right, cool, cool, I'll be there. And I'm at the party, and she's like, oh, yeah, Kwan, come on, come on. We got a section. Drink whatever you want, whatever. So I'm like <laughs> – and at this point, I would actually stopped drinking when I moved to New York okay. because I couldn't afford it. Yeah, whatever. It's super expensive. Again, with a $20 bill, you could get a whole bottle, whatever you want. But then you move to New York, $20 is one drink, or the bottles at the time were double that or whatever. So yeah. I was like, I'm just not drinking. I can't afford it no more. And so she invites me to this party. I I don't drink anymore. But to me I'm like, oh yeah, it's a go time. What? Who can't handle some shots? Like what's up? Like I'm drinking like thinking I still have to Like the you same used to tolerance. drink. Yeah. And <laughs> you did Yeah, because the night's a blur. Like I remember like seeing the DJ, I remember her saying drink whatever you want. And then I do remember saying where is the bathroom.
0: <laughs>
1: and I went to the bathroom and the next thing I remember is uh uh, Britney's boyfriend saying yo Kwan, get up this is in the bathroom yeah and he, I'm like face on the toilet seat oh like sleep like well not sleep but just like uh-huh. oh yeah he's like yo Kwan, you can't you can't lay on the toilet seat get your head up and I'm like nah why not he's like bro you cannot and I was so drunk and this isn't even your friend this is her boyfriend this is her boyfriend who that, doesn't know was you Is that the first time I met him maybe I don't know <laughs> That may have possibly been the first time I met him. Yeah. And I'm so drunk that I don't understand why I can't lay on the toilet.
0: Yeah. You just don't don't get it. You're like, it's here. I'm here. Why can't I put my head on it? I couldn't walk.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. So he carries me. He carries me to the car. And you're a grown man being carried by another grown man. (laughs) So I I didn't really ask her to go to any parties for like two or three years. Are you still? Do you still talk to her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From time to time. Yeah, yeah. But she's like moved to like Chicago now. Okay. Or whatever. Big time in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's always doing great things. But um, yeah, I was that was embarrassing. So man. What happened when he put you in the car? I don't know. You know you just <laughs> out? Yeah, I just remember them dropping me off at home. God. Yeah, I don't really remember anything after that but I was just obviously that was super embarrassing yeah I mean I've done that a million times to come out and have to get carried out by somebody's boyfriend it's just like I I don't know what their conversation was (laughs) you know that's That's the the bet yeah yeah You know, you don't want to be the person who can't handle their liquor. But I'm, He
0: just looks at her and she's like, uh, he, I mean,
1: he likes to party. I right. Know. Like, oh, he got a good heart. Like, yeah. got to tell him. He's a good guy. Yeah. You just have to get to know him. <laughs> 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 He's like, yo, you can't be inviting these type of people, man. Like, He may have been the promoter of the event. Come and think of it. Oh, no. Yeah, come and think of it. Yeah. She was like, I have a friend. He
0: used to be a promoter. You guys will hit it off. Yeah. You're going to love him.
1: Yeah, he was like, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Damn, man. This was fun. Yeah. We're already at the hour. Yeah. Uh, Plug everything one more time. Let them know where they can find you, uh, social media, everything.
1: Uh, At Quan Wiggins on uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Joke Telling Quan on TikTok, and you can catch me performing at Comedy in Harlem. This has been fun. This was a blast, man. Yeah. You got to come
0: back on because yeah. we have a bunch of stories we didn't even really get to touch because we got so wrapped up in a comedy, Yeah, which I do all the time. At Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Check out the one-man show, X Drinking Buddy on Patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif. I'll be at Jester Castle in Philly October 6th and 7th. I will be at Broadway Comedy Club October 14th, and we will talk to you all next week. Boom. That was fun, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs>